This is Teachers Talk Radio, and you are listening live. Good evening. I'm late. I'm late. I'm late. I'm late for a very important date. Just like the rabbit, isn't it? At the beginning of Alice in Wonderland. Anyway, <clears throat> good evening. I'm Toby Payne Cook, and Ed is joining me. Ed Finch is here. We are here for the late, 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 late. Um, and it's Wednesday. It's 9 p.m. Good evening. This is Teachers Talk Radio, and you are listening live. Tune in live at ttradio.org, or to join in the conversation, download the Podbean app and search Teachers Talk Radio. Follow the hashtag TT Radio. Tune in, talk it out with Teachers Talk Radio. In the room. Hello. Ed, you're quiet. I was going, I was distorting just now. Am I sounding you're okay? distorting and I'm quiet. Oh, no. no. Oh, oh. you're getting louder. You're getting louder. Um, if I talk like really close to my phone, does that help? That sounds good. That sounds good. Oh. How do I sound? You sound gorgeous, but then I'm surprised <laughs> there. You always do. Uh, well, I, I'm a little, I'm not as husky. Lucy described how she sounds just now on on Twitter. Mm. Good evening. And, um, I actually and rather want to hear it. She says her voice is lower than yours and your she voice says is lower than mine. Low, and it's it? like she started drinking whiskey at 7am um, and I mean, presumably smoking hundreds of fags as well. Um, no, I am. You can, can you hear? Do you, you remember those my... days when you were young and fit and you could drink whiskey and smoke fags till... Silly o'clock. Do you remember that? Um, I I never combined the two actually. Um, I, I, I never spent much time smoking fags. Um, uh, and I'm I drink a bit of whiskey now late at night when I'm listening to records with Rock and Ross or or anyone yeah. who's willing to come and listen to records with me. Whiskey's a good accompaniment for that. Um, yeah, oh, you're I tired. Tell you what, I just tell you what though. We were talking about what shall I play. Yes. Towards the end of the show, I could sing "The Whiskey Makes You Sweeter Than You Are." That would make it would be like we planned that. Do, do you I know? know? Do Do I know it? Who is that? Um, I think it's probably not written by Laura Cantrell, though I know it oh, in her recording. Like Laura Cantrell, that she was a great album. I've only got one of her albums. It was it, it was oh something hummingbird or something. Something. It's not humming by the flowered vine, is it? That's the one. Gosh, album. I haven't listened to that for years. It's on a CD mm-hmm. somewhere in this room, but Lord knows where <laughs> it is. Um, good evening to Richard. We're both as clear as a bell. Good evening to Pat and Crafter in the Attic um, and some others as well. And good evening or not good evening. Good morning to those of you listening back tomorrow. So um, Ed and I weren't with you last week. I was um, traveling back from Devonia or, or catching up with my girls, having having not seen them for a little bit. So um, nice to be back. Um, but we're, Ed, you're tired. So let's let's just talk about how we are. Um, highlights, lowlights of our are, week. Because that is going to make everybody in Radioland feel fabulous. I'm incredibly tired. I'm earth shatteringly tired. I'm so tired. Yeah. I'm not even sure if I'm awake. How tired are you? Um, I I want. I was trying to quote the Beatles song. I'm so tired. Um, I curse Sir Walter Raleigh. He was such a stupid git. Um, I love <laughs> the way John Lennon sings git in that line. I am. 
I'm not as tired as I was a few days ago. I um, have been jet setting, jet setting is the wrong word, gallivanting, traipsing around the countryside. Um, only two weeks ago did I have a London weekend where I met Lucy, who is um, our most dedicated listener. So it's lovely to meet, meet Lucy and, and Carolina in the pub um, in, in London, in Soho. And that was a London weekend. And then I then I went down to Devon last week and saw Mother. And then I've been up to Leeds for Gemma's open day at university and caught mm. up with some friends on the way. So I've had a busy driving around lots and haven't really stopped. But this week, um, I've gone to bed a bit earlier and I've just sort of, and I didn't get back too late on Sunday from, from um, Nottingham where Gemma and I stopped for have some Sunday lunch with Ollie on the way back. Um, so I'm feeling okay, but I am quite tired. Um, I think I'm a bit happier than I was actually yeah. probably two weeks ago. I've been a bit sort yeah. of, haven't really got into the groove this term. It's been a weird, normally the first half of the mm. autumn term is the arguably the calmest and most kind of focused on just classroom learning of the year. Mm. Would you agree that, you know, we, we get into Christmas season um, in a few weeks' time, then we have the dark days of January. They can be okay for learning if it's not snowing outside. Um, yeah. and, then, and then the summer term is, is, is you know, there's lots of distractions outdoors. So, but we've had a funny turn, funny half term at school. We've had more trips than usual at the start of the year. We've had a few kids off for a few days with with the COVID and a few teachers mm. off. So we've had lots of cover. We've had lots of cover, lots of trips, which means there's been lots of cover because of that. And and it's just so hard to get into the groove. But had a really wonderful yeah. day um, yesterday because um, we had a few year six children from other. Um, local primaries in to us. We're doing a sort of discovery day, I suppose, mm -hmm. a bit of marketing, a bit of bit of public relations, um, you know, trying to maybe coax a couple of them into to year, our year seven and eight. Um, but it was just really nice. So I just had to do and just nice to teach some other kids because I'm not teaching any new kids this year because mm -hmm. I last year I taught year five, year six and year seven and this year i am teaching year six seven and eight and they are all the same children i taught before right so so i know them and they know me quite well because most of them i've taught some of them i've taught for four years now the year eights and and so whereas it's just nice i've sort of been missing having a fresh bunch of children in front of me who i don't know and it's nice to get to know and and just that make that sort of learning link with with a new bunch of faces so, so that's what's lovely about tuesday was there some some um very yeah so, so I'm, I'm a bit buzzing from that i think i've got my teaching mojo back i didn't yeah. didn't have my teaching mojo in in september but i think it's it's coming back just before half term so um yeah. just in time for uh, a break yes absolutely sorry you're teaching next week and then got half term, are you? No, Ed. You know what's going on? We have a two week no. half term, but we have an oh. early two week half term. So I'm oh, finishing this well. Friday. Oh, finishing it. It, it feels too early. It feels too early. But it's all in October, my half term, which means I don't, and the clock go back right at the end, which is a result, mm -hmm. isn't it? Because you gain yeah. an extra hour just as you go back, go back yeah. to school, which is good. You've got a one week yeah. half term in a week's time. I've got another week to survive. Uh, was it uh, seven more get-ups and then, yeah, yeah, yeah. And then it's and then you get a week. Then you get a week. Yeah, Quite a lot of schools do have two weeks at this time of year these days, don't they? Quite yeah, a lot of schools in in the, in the state sector my still. Son. 
This is offensive. My son gets two weeks. I get one. Yes. How come he gets two and I only get one? I think it's a shocker. I should complain. Right to I the think, governors. Um, yeah, I, it's it's a long... But we've got... It means that we've got... I've got... Which is a long half term for me. And it's not a long one for you. But I've got seven weeks then after after um, half term. Um, anyway... I'm I'm just conscious that we've got quite a few listeners in the room and we ought to talk about something other than Ooh, each other's okay. teaching life. So <laughs> um yeah. you wanted to talk about I, I being I, I had put a list out yesterday on Twitter but I've sort of changed my mind a little bit um mm-hmm. because there's been a few things um on Twitter this week, and in fact today, and I've been responding to it just just this evening now. Um, so Ben Newmark sent out quite a lot of stuff in response to the teachers um, teacher tap um, survey about sort of cutting content from history. Um, from mm-hmm. from it was the teacher tap survey about cutting content um, for GCSE, I think, um, in in all subjects. And history actually got the the. 95% of history teachers in the survey said they would like to cut some content from yeah. GCSE um, and a lot of a lot of teachers in all subjects and of course then and then Adam Boxer has come in and said um you know the same sort of thing about science and um I've been banging on about this for years so it's quite it's quite nice and I you know I think I think Adam and Ben both say a lot of wise things on Twitter sometimes Adam in the past has got his manner slightly wrong in how he engages, I think, with, <laughs> with very, people. With... Very, very nice way to put it. Yeah, yeah, but I think he's maturing. I think he's, I think he's seeing, I think he's starting to see himself through other people's eyes because I think he's quite a wise man. Um, mm-hmm. um, he's a young man and, and he, you know, he's, he's, I, I don't know him. I, I, in fact, of all the people I, I, I sort of do, you know, I quite like to meet Adam and have a chat with him because um, I think... I think he's he, but but he's a bit more locked in to that GCSE, um, kind of like you know let's get great grades for everybody, the social justice side of things, and and you know than than I am, and and very locked into the direct instruction knowledge rich thing, but he he's also which which I but I can sort of see his point on a lot of that, um, but 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 but, but talking about content, you know, just sort of wising up to the fact that. The content is too just too much in in GCSE science, in GCSE history, in primary curriculum is now too heavy. Um, David Oates, an art teacher who I've met before, he's come out and said it's too too full in primary. So I'd quite like to um, talk about that a bit um, uh, as a topic. Um, but you, but before we do talk about that, I'm also. There has been a mini whiteboard spat, which I haven't that followed at all. Which Adam like probably that. was involved in that as well, I suspect. Um, um, and so, so it might David be good to Dido talk about that, that a little bit. Of all people, Who's sorry, David. David Didow kicked that one off. I think I may be wrong. I thought he was the original progenitor of that thread. That was yeah, not I didn't follow it closely because it's it's. I find it all the whole thing gets rather futile doesn't it really oh it was um, the most silliest thing i've ever seen on twitter and i've been on twitter for really I should have. was it the, oh, silliest, was the silliest thing silliest thing i've ever seen it was one of the silliest things i've ever seen i'll defend that or and go on then so what so let's 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 talk about the mini whiteboard thing because and i just wanted to talk about the human nature of twitter spats or yeah. twitter disagreements because 
it's not really about yeah. the mini whiteboard, is it? It's about the perception of the other person. It's the othering. It's the othering thing, isn't it? There was just nothing to the mini whiteboard one because everybody agrees they're pretty good. They're pretty good. Secondary colleagues appear to have discovered them fairly recently and they're like, whoa, these mini whiteboards are pretty good. And then you get someone saying, oh, well, we know they were pretty good in primary for 12 years. And someone someone else saying, well, actually, I was using mini whiteboards 15 years ago. And like... (laughs) Look, why don't we just agree that they're actually really good? You could do good stuff with them. And then there was stuff saying, well, they might be all right for maths, but they're not much use for English. And other people saying, oh, no. they're." Very... I mean, it's like, why don't we just think they're quite a cool tool? It's nice. I quite like a cool them. tool. It's a cool tool. Cool. The MWP. Cool tool, cool tool in the a, house. Uh, you've got a whiteboard, but it's little. That's great. You've got a pen, but someone lets the lid off. It doesn't really work anymore, but you've still got the whiteboard. So that's yeah. pretty cool. The pens, though, yeah. Let's. People I mean, the pens are a problem, the aren't they? The pens are, you know, and and uh, yes, ridiculously quickly. You get a new pack, and you're like, yay! Everyone in the class has got a pen. And you get the packet of white stickers that lives at reception. You cut little bits off them so you can write the children's names on them and stick them on the pens. You think everybody's got a pen? Everybody's got a named pen. That is it. We are we are made. We are sorted. Second time you get them out, you notice that little Johnny has coloured in the whole board black. And then yes. use his finger to write the answer you wanted in reverse, which is kind of clever, but has now run out of ink for his pen. And he says, my pen doesn't work. So you quickly give him the one that you're using at the front and see if you can find another one in the box. It is a road to disaster, which is why, of course, they should all have iPads. And they should all yes. have to use Procreate to do it, and then they wouldn't be able to run out of ink. Be cheaper yes. in the long run. And and I think I absolutely I think and and then cheaper and just less chaotic and less, you know. But then but then you could, some would argue Take that the children could do with the kid's name on the iPad, so they had the right one every time. Be great. Yeah, there we go. Come the revolution, Ed. So um, but what but yes, but I think the nature of that. I've seen it before, and and it's you know I it's it's a sort of the the, the debate about you know the the sort of um, primary stalwarts who've been using who were the, the first person to use a mini whiteboard in their teaching in you know oh, nineteen eighty nine or something. Um, <laughs> and, um, Somebody bought and... a full sized whiteboard and they got it home and then they. <laughs> they... They sawed it into 30 little bits and then spent all of Sunday sanding the edges and went in. They, they were the first. I bet they didn't get the money off it, though. I bet Big Whiteboard ended up finding a way to, to monetize it. Yeah. And then, but then you get, then, so it's a bit like, it's a bit like your 17 year old or maybe even your 19 year old die hard indie fan, isn't it? Who mm-hmm. Who's like saw saw the wedding present saying that for Richard Newbold's benefit, if he's still listening, um, saw mm. the wedding present um, when they were still wearing nappies and, and rehearsing in rehearsing the in their present. bathroom I in 1972. I them, I say 88, maybe 89. Yeah. And, but, but I saw them before that, Ed, and I the liked them before you. And yeah, they, did you? But, but I liked them before you did, and I saw them before you, and and therefore I'm a better fan than you. And I, I know about the T-shirt, this. and then you had and to get rid more. of it when they were successful. And I know more about the wedding present than you do. I don't actually don't. I'm both, it's a really bad example because I'm not a huge fan. But but I think um it it's it's a bit like that. It's a bit oh, like the that. The wedding like, present left to become the Ukrainians, didn't they? Did they? They did, yeah. 
Yeah, I forget who, but like two members of the band are uh, were are Ukrainian by heritage, and yeah. they left fairly early on. I'd say like nineteen ninety one ish, maybe. Two of them peeled off and had a briefly quite successful band called the Ukrainians. I kid you not. This is not interesting to our no, listeners. No, it is. Stop. It is. I think it's a nice. I've managed to steer. I, I'm quite pleased with myself. I've managed to steer um, the whiteboard debate or the nature of Twitter discussions or discourse on these matters mm-hmm. to being. I liked that band first, or I saw them when they played in but the. It is. In the I mean, sweaty it's more tribal period. than that, isn't it? It's it's, 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 not... it's a bit tribal. It's it's a little bit. It's a little bit like. Well, you know, I understand pedagogy better because I, you know, and I, it's a bit. But then. Oh, I don't know. But, you know, I see, you know, that's something I've been reflecting on as well, is that, you know, teaching, I the year eights I'm teaching now, I have taught them science um, and and other stuff as well, sort of, you know, uh, mm-hmm. you know, tutorials and things like that. Um, and and um, since year five, and, and they, their characters don't change at all. You know, really, honestly, people's characters, for some reason, are pretty well formed from quite an early age and and the rough edges get smoothed off a little bit um and and the way they respond to new teachers or different teachers or different subjects maybe changes a little bit but but um but they're basically the same people but um when they're in year five a lot of them are just kind of keen keen to learn and keen to sort of engage with you and and keen to you know because you know they they really know they're not they're just impressionable. Whereas by the time you get to year eight, adolescence is well kicking in. It's not as grim as it can be in year nine and year ten, I think. But um, it's 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 getting there, and and they they just don't have the same way of engaging with learning as they do when they're in year five. Um, and and it's and so I think the the primary pedagogy in both in terms of sort of keeping keeping a lid on that youthful exuberance uncorrupted largely until till the end of year five by by hormonal changes um uh and 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 brain brain changes as well um it's it's quite it's a just a very different thing being a primary teacher to being a secondary teacher and and mm-hmm. um but i would argue that it is too it's too different you know i think primary is too too all about being a teacher of children and 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 it's all about relationships whereas secondary's become too much about it's just about the subject and about the explaining this subject really well and and the relationships part of it is therefore you know sometimes lost in that a little bit and and um and so that that seems to be fairly um that's always bubbling up on on the twits isn't it is 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 when particularly um there's been something as well recently i think Someone has retweeted something by the behaviour czar, um, yeah. uh, who's said made some derogatory comment about um, play-based learning or something like oh, that, and word. it's been I misappropriated. That, I mean, I, one tries to rise above these things, but that was one of the most cloth-eared things I've seen. Yeah, it's I silly. Thought. It's silly. silly. It's silly because you know, you know. <laughs> Yeah, I don't, I don't know why he does it. He's never professed to have great expertise in the world of early years. I don't think that's really been his his playground, has it, early years? Mm. So I think maybe if you really have nothing to say on a subject, it's maybe sometimes better to keep a little bit quiet. Yeah. 
But he didn't but seem the to whole... think that. He doesn't seem to think that in general, does he? I think he. Uh, no, no, I don't think it. And... His wisdom. No, and I think that's the thing talking about. I don't know. I'm not. I'm really not an expert on this sort of stuff, so I can't really pass comment. But I do think that the whole of our education system seems to be predicated on, um, because twenty or twenty five percent of kids can learn to count at really quite an early age and 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 learn their 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 letter sounds and their phonics and their graphemes and their phone phonemes and blah 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 and can you know and 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 can do this stuff then we sort of assume that everyone else should be doing it too um and i suppose there are always your 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 10% of of high iq'd children in early primary classrooms who probably would benefit from a lot more input because their brain's ready the brain's functioning in a way but but it doesn't matter if they don't master their seven times tables by the age of five because just because they can doesn't mean they should because they'll be able to learn their seven times table really quickly whenever they learn it whether they learn it at five at seven at 10 or at 15 um because their brain is 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 a fast functioning high IQ brain. So I but equally so I think that's 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 part of the problem because you know when I think about these busy packed curricula getting back onto that topic you know with people like um Daisy Christodoulou who's you know you know who's who's super super bright who can learn stuff really really fast and 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 you know, she's, there's a lot of wisdom in Daisy Christodoulou. A lot of stuff she says is really, really, really wise and really well thought out. But the idea that that all children can absorb and process and really learn the amount of stuff that they are exposed with, exposed to, um, throughout their school days is is um, it's a bit flawed, isn't it? Really, some can and some do, but even they don't want to learn it everything about history and everything about science and everything about geography by the age of 10, you know, um, mm -hmm. it's, it's, let's, let's play and let's grapple with things. Let's explore things. Let's, let's ask lots of open questions and, and not worry about everyone having the precise facts um, in slightly diluted yeah. form by the age of 11 or by the age of 14 or by the age of 16 for that matter. That's my rant for the over for the day. Yeah, Any comments, Ed? Very good. I mean, it's a uh, it's a question of whether we are working in our currency system or whether we're working in our um, utopian system, isn't it? Because the system that we're working in today, with the inspectorate who are touring the country that we have today, uh, you don't get a winner argument. You know, no. You can try and have it, but you're not going to win it. But but um, the fact that people like um, Ben. Newmark mm -hmm. and Adam mm -hmm. Boxer, who are very invested in the the you know the curriculum. Well, I don't yeah, know about Ben. Yeah. They've been they've been quite involved in the curriculum. Um, zeit, zeit, the whole, zeit, the whole knowledge bit, yeah. The whole knowledge, the whole bit, knowledge the, bit, and then yeah. strangely uh, adjusting um, their views a little bit as they they're, they're not. I don't know if they're really. I think I'm going to be fair, and they're not really. Well, they are just. They're just realizing. Um, and they probably always have. It's just, it's just that. So there's a, there's a seems to be a bit of a growing tide, possibly with a sense 
that we're going to have a very different in a in, hopefully in a few months, but realistically in a couple of years, um, a very different department for education, aren't we? Um, you know, when we get some Labour Lib Labour or Lib Dem Labour kind of coalition, I think there will be. I don't. I don't. I'm not. I don't hope for a flip flop. You know, completely binning all the stuff that's happened in the last 12 years and going back to a, a slight a lot more sort of progressive approach but i do think that, that there should be a fundamental review of the gove reforms and the, the the just the busyness of the the uh the specifications at gcse the the mm-hmm. the, the specificity of the curricula and and the the measurement and inspection Regime, it just needs, it needs broadening, doesn't it? It needs broadening, and it needs a little bit more. But if you look at was it uh, was it Rachel Reeves the other day who was doing uh, more right wing than the Tories Act? Yes, I didn't see it, but I I saw some reference to it. The way we campaign and win, those of us who maybe, I mean, I don't, I don't want to tar you with the same brush, but those of us who consider ourselves to be broadly on the left. I don't feel like we should be campaigning to win by moving to the right of the most right-wing um, slavery dogs we've seen in this country in a long, long time. But that no. was the guarantee was trying to win. And I wonder if education might turn into a similar battleground. If you get somebody who doesn't really get education, um, we could some get someone saying, oh, yeah, you know, it's, we're not going to go the other way. What we need to do is double down. I mean... It's a scary thought, but I, I mean, I think a few months ago I was thinking of you, are that you know, we will end up losing this government, we will end up getting in someone in, and you know, it'll all swing around and we'll get back to the Rose Report and everything will be lovely. I'm no longer <laughs> so sanguine about that. I think that a lot of this talk is quite well embedded, and I don't know if the people who could speak truth to power the other way, yeah, um, I won't use any names, but I'm sort of thinking of the sort of people, um, you know, who are quite embedded quite high up i just don't know if they've actually got the ear of the labor party the people who need to have it i don't know i mean you know I yeah no you might be right you, you probably know more about a movement back towards the interest of the child and you know and the, the wonder of the universe and uh, some kind of freedom i'd love to see that i'm just not so confident as i was no i think i think it's 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 well it's not going to be high on any government's agenda reforming yeah. education is it because but also because whatever, we, whatever it costs a lot of money to reform money, education it's, we are very badly broken very very badly broken financially so yeah. you know to move back into you know the reason let's not pretend the reason we've ended up where we are is because um it's cheaper it's cheaper useful, yeah useful idiots useful idiots were quoted in parliament and very flattered to be very, uh, quoted in parliament in a, you know, in the pursuit of, of things that are actually cheaper, it would be cheaper just to play the uh, White Rose videos or the Oak videos in front of the children and not pay for a qualified teacher. That's the yeah. direction. We'd be cheaper to get rid of all the TAs. So let's see if we can find some research to publish that says that they aren't always terrific, you know. And to turn that around, huge investment of money we don't have. Yeah. Absolutely, so, that, that's gloomy, isn't it? It's gloomy, but it's true. It I'm is sorry, gloomy. I am it's gloomy. True. No, I'm in I know. A gloomy mood tonight, and that's not attractive on the radio. Somebody tell me something. Somebody put something in the chat which will cheer me up, and then I'll I'll see if I can come out of the traps with a bit more grinning. 
I'm going to, I'll tell you what, I'm going to, I'm going to die to make it cheery before the news. Um, yeah. And well, I'm going to go back to the wedding present. Um, uh, and, and we were, for those of you who've just joined, we were talking about the mini whiteboard debate about whether they're, you know, who used them first. And then I liken that to, I saw a band first. No, no, you no, I saw them when they played in the public toilets in Basildon in 1972, before anyone knew, before, was Dave Gedge was anyway, but um, Dave Gedge, the um, wedding mm-hmm. present main man, yeah. tallest man in rock. Anyone taller? Mm-hmm. Anyone taller? I, I will. I will offer. I will throw a taller in. Tall, Thurston Moore, Sonic Youth guitarist, might be taller. Um, mm-hmm. any, in the chat, so put that in the chat. So, so um, anyone's got any um, tallest man or tallest woman in rock as well? Let's 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 tallest, tallest person. We don't tallest person. Be. I mean, it's unlikely that the tallest person in rock is going to be female. It's probably going to be male because, on average, males grow to a higher. We're saying Ian. No, look, hang on a sec. Ed nailed it there. Well, that'll be a first time. And Mick Fleetwood, again, oh! isn't very big. Says Mr. Newbold. Gedge isn't very big. Um, Mick Fleetwood, Ed I'm nailed it. Is Mick Fleetwood taller than Thurston Moore? He probably is. Mick Fleetwood's a giant, isn't he? Yeah. Gedge. Gedge. And how tall is Mick Fleetwood? Blow on the computer. How tall is Thurston Moore? Net worth, age, height, bio, birthday, wiki. <laughs> David Gedge, age 62 years, 5 months and 24 days, place of birth, England. <laughs> I mean, you he's 5'7". No, he isn't. No. Dave Gedge is at least 6'3". This is great radio, guessing the... Let's, let's do a whole... Right, should whole we go to the news? Where we guess the height of people. <laughs> <laughs> He studied right. at the University um, of Leeds before graduating in 1981. He sang a duet with Marine Research on their 1999 Peel session. The boy Gedge um, has written some of the best love songs of the rock and roll era. You may dispute this, but I'm right it. and you're wrong, John Peel. <laughs> David Gedge's height, not available right now. Weight, not known. And body measurements, we'll update soon. OK, right. So I after the news, everyone, people. which is coming very soon, after the news... <laughs> Ed and I are going to move on from Dave Gedge and the wedding present. We're going to spend a few minutes maybe talking about record shops and my latest obsession. Um, and then we'll go back to education in some shape or form. And maybe what was that one I had on my list? I can't remember. Anyway, let's do the news and then we'll come back. Um, thank you for sticking with us. Um, here is the adverts. And it's got a new jingle at the beginning. It's quite natty, this, I have to say. Um, we've got adverts. We've got news. We've got tech updates. About eight minutes. So we'll be back um, in about eight minutes time for another 20 minutes or so with you. OK, don't go anywhere. Speak to you soon. We have teamed up with the Witherslack Group to bring you a fantastic face-to-face meetup in Manchester next month. Tickets are free, with lunch included, and you'll be met with a host of amazing speakers. Sign up for your voice now at witherslackgroup.co.uk forward slash your voice 2022. Hi, 
I'm Charlie Burley, the Teacher's Health Coach, and I want to talk to you about the first ever health and wellbeing event for educators, Rewriting Wellbeing. It's a full day dedicated to improving your health as a teacher through looking at your nutrition, movement, mindset, workload and wellbeing in school. You'll hear from our incredible lineup of speakers, including Andrew Cowley, Jen Foster, Kimberly Wilson, Simon Bolger, and many more. There'll be talks, workshops, and time to network with like-minded colleagues. We'll look after you all day with brunch, lunch, and all the refreshments. You'll get to meet our incredible speakers and our amazing team of ambassadors from the education space. It's a non-profit event with all proceeds going to the amazing education charity, EdSupport. This isn't one to miss. I look forward to seeing you there on the 22nd of October at Etc Venues St Paul's in London. You can search Rewriting Wellbeing on the Eventbrite website to find out more. This episode of Teachers Talk Radio has been made possible with support from Witherslack Group, the UK's leading provider of SEN education and care. They're here to support you too through an ever-growing offer of free resources including webinars, podcasts, articles and events aimed at supporting teaching professionals like you. Visit their website at www.weatherslackgroup.co.uk to find out more. This is Teachers Talk Radio and this is Teachers Talk Radio News. The TES magazine focuses on fears of a teacher trainee shortage as a report reveals ITT cold spots. The report in the magazine says the Department for Education in England has been warned that it must urgently tackle teacher training cold spots as analysis reveals recruitment issues across England. The analysis suggests that multiple regions in England face losing swathes of places on courses after a government shake-up cut initial teacher training provided numbers by a quarter. Recent results of the second and final rounds of the DfE's re-accreditation process showed that around 25% of existing providers could be lost. The teacher training sector is now calling for a pragmatic and realistic approach to ensuring trainees can access courses in all parts of the country. This comes at a time when the number of teachers entering the profession is falling. The North East is facing the sharpest potential loss as 32% of trainee places available last year are under threat. The East and South West regions also face significant cuts of around 24%. The report acknowledges that some new providers have received approval to start offering courses from 2024, but others within the sector are concerned that this will not fully resolve the issues. Providers have 15 days to lodge an application to appeal loss of accreditation. Teams of the UK's most talented young tradespeople are to begin competing in the World Skills Competition 2022. The competition, traditionally held in just one country, is this year taking in smaller events across the world. The event, which sees a UK team of 35 travel around the globe, begins in Stuttgart, Germany on the 4th of October and will end on November the 26th in Salzburg, Austria. The UK team will be looking to improve on a 12th place finish at the 2019 event. FE Week features details of the competitors and their areas of specialism, which include toolmaking, milling, web development and cybersecurity. Winners for each category will be announced during closing ceremonies for each competition 
with medals given to those achieving gold, silver or bronze. Medals of excellence will be given to those judged to have reached world-class standard in their skill. In Wales, First Minister Mark Drakeford has taken part in an online Q&A session with school pupils. The session, hosted by The Politics Project, gives opportunities for schools to support learners in realising one of the four purposes of the Curriculum for Wales, becoming ethical, informed citizens of Wales and the world. Questions range from finding out about the politician's journey into politics, climate change and whether Wales can indeed win the World Cup. And finally, in South Africa, the government has issued a press release focusing on the recruitment of 25,000 education assistants and general school assistants for both public and special schools. The recruitment drive is part of the Presidential Youth Employment Initiative. Education assistants will support teachers with administrative tasks, classroom management, sports coaching and cultural activities, whilst the general assistants will focus on maintenance, cleaning and general admin. The programme is part of a drive to improve standards within schools in the country, as well as increasing employment opportunities. This has been your Teachers Talk Radio News with Joe Fox. This is Two Minute Tech with Steve Woods, your tech briefing on Teachers Talk Radio. Hello, this week is World Space Week. Space is such a vast topic, there's always something you can find out that could potentially be a hook for a lesson. The theme this year is sustainability. I only found out about Space Week as I was browsing the internet. This got me thinking about how amazing the internet is and how so much information is at our fingertips. This week, I'm going to look at finding inspiration for a lesson using information I would never have known about without the amazing technology of the internet. During my research, I've discovered that there are a number of websites out there dedicated to awareness days. I've compiled a list of genuine official awareness days to motivate your form, classes, colleagues or even yourself from now until the end of term. In October, we have Buy British Day, National Poetry Day, National Kale Day, World Octopus Day and World Porridge Day. This one sounds funny, but it's actually to raise awareness for children in poverty in developing countries. Local Radio Day. To celebrate this, our very own Tom Rogers is going to stop talking every time he goes under a bridge. Still in October, we have National Roast Pheasant Day, UK Coffee Week, Apple Day, Global Champagne Day, International Stammering Awareness Day, World Tripe Day, National Pumpkin Day, American Beer Day, National Black Cat Day, and Wild Foods Day. There's not much information on Wild Foods Day, but if you do go all bare grills, please do let us know how it went. Ending October, we have RSPB Feed the Birds Day. Please feed the birds more than just one day. In November, there's World Vegan Day, National Stress Awareness Day, Roast Dinner Day, International Stout Day, and National Hugger Bear Day. I'd advise against hugging a real bear, however, it would make a very engaging lesson. Great British Game Week, British Pudding Day, Templiano Day and Zinfandel Day are followed by Homemade Bread Day. I think this is here to soak up all the wine. Still staying in November, there's National Gingerbread Day, National Eater Cranberry Day, the fruit, not a band member. The end of November brings us White Ribbon Day. Days of interest in December before we break up are Fuel Poverty Awareness Day, Christmas Jumper Day and National Hot Chocolate Day. The internet is an amazing resource for information. I hope you can find inspiration and motivation in your next search. I'm Steve Woods, and that was Two Minute Tech. Two Minute Tech with Steve Woods, your tech briefing on Teachers Talk Radio. Hello, back in the room. Back in the room. Um, I am literally back in the room. I went downstairs to the fridge and I'm back. It's all right. 
Um, I have, my mother is trying to ring me and I realised she, I spoke to her this morning and I realised she tried to ring me this afternoon earlier on and I haven't rung her back. Mm -hmm. So I'm a bit worried about that, but I can't, I can't, I, um, she's, she's, um, she's, I think I've messaged her to show me, be right, I'll catch her later on. I'm sure it's fine. Um, minutes, she's, like, she can, she can yes, wait exactly. Minutes. She's in hospital, so she can't. Can't she? She can't. Things can't be seriously wrong um, because she's. She can be looked after there, can't she? So anyway, right. Sorry for that distraction. Um, right. Um, back in the room. I thought that was quite funny. The tech update at the end. All those right. different he's days. It's bonkers. To talk about in tech. He's done Control C. He's done Control V, and now he's onto Zinfandel Day. He's on to Zinfandel Day, and I he's on. To... It was technically a, a tech update, but it was the best one he's done in a long time. I it like was. It. it was the best one, and I think I think it is bonkers, isn't it? The amount of um, the amount of uh, yeah, it's just bonkers. The, the amount days of different days that I there don't are. know about until it's the... even if I was into you know if I wanted to support Zinfandel Day, I'd yeah. need to know about it a little bit further in advance. Absolutely. <laughs> I'd want well, to know about it in September so I could put it in the diary. Monday Monday was World Mental Health Day, which okay. which was which is a good one and an important one, but you you, you only find out about it on the day and you know mm. and so there, there was a school assembly relating to it and i'm doing a little bit i'm i'm, I'm acting as a as a form tutor temporary temporarily as, as someone's mm. not too well so she's doing compressed hours so i'm doing a bit of form tutoring with some year sevens and um we've spent a bit of time discussing you know what makes you happy and what makes you anxious and and what if you can you know can you do to dissipate that and to dis i use the word dissipate so i taught him a new word um to dissipate that anxiety which is challenging because you know very worthwhile but it's also black history month and a lot of us that's happening try and make a proper thing of that because at least we know when it is you know so yeah um, there's too many things i mean Fandle day don't also be mental health and black history month because you're not going to get a lot of traction in, at least no. in primary no, well, it just you know, I think just it's Tuesday is sometimes good enough, you know. What yeah. <laughs> it doesn't matter what day it is; it's actually not oh, Tuesday; it's Wednesday. In case special. anyone's confused, um, I say in the morning when I get all the children lined up on the on the um, playground, and we have a little bit of a wake up, shake up, and then I say, you know, has anyone got any special news for today? You know, and then somebody say, oh yes, my class are going to go to visit the church, you know, or we've got a visitor coming in to speak to us. Or somebody says it's my birthday, or even better, they say it's my it's my uncle's birthday. So we all we all celebrate that a bit. But the best of all is when it's nothing. You know, you go, oh, just a lovely normal day with yeah. nothing remarkable happening. We live for those. They don't happen often. No, I know. It's just yeah, absolutely too much stuff sometimes. So I've noted down. I've been been back on on um what I sent out yesterday um as that we might talk about. And there's three things that we have spoken about mini whiteboards. We have spoken about the the human nature of Twitter spats um, and linked it to indie band fandom. Um, and um, we've also dived into an overpacked curriculum, which wasn't on the list yesterday, although I'd like to come back to that a little bit more in a moment. But there were three things that were on the list. Um, midlife crisis. I think we've probably right. spoke about that at the beginning anyway. So so let's cross that off because it's depressing. Um <laughs> And we, I was going to talk, was, said we would talk about my, I reread my blog of January 2020 um, mm -hmm. 
preservers, disruptors and dreamers and was going to kind of was quite up for talking about that last week. But I'm not that up for talking about it today, actually. Um, but um, I can I can mention, you know, it's the idea that that we sort of flip from different modes, you know, of being preservers of the status quo, you know, just worrying about paying our bills and paying our mortgage and needing to have a job and and therefore not wanting to disrupt things because if we disrupt things, it's a bit insecure, particularly in these times. So and then disrupting is is obviously there's positive disruption and there's negative disruption. Um and, and you know, we've got some a very disruptive Prime Minister and Chancellor at the moment, but not in the kind of constructively positive, revolutionary, disruptive way that we would like them to be, obviously. And then dreamers are the but you know, but I was just gonna talk about flipping between those, but I think that does need more time than rushing it in now. The other thing was record shops, Ed. Um I am mm-hmm. really enjoying I'm really enjoying having You're my loving being a vinyl bibber, aren't you? Yeah, yeah. You are loving it. And I'm 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 gonna have to set myself a new um principle of just one record, right? So when you go in when I go into a second hand shop, I'm allowed to buy one record, but no more because I've built up my collection. Yeah, but sometimes now. they're cheap. It depends on like if you go to HMV, they'll charge you twenty-nine pounds for a vinyl of I don't know, ABBA's greatest hits. Whereas if you go to the shop on Ox Street, it'll be like, oh, you know, 12 quid. And then you're going to buy two of them, aren't you? And then if you're really lucky, you'd go to some back road guy and he's selling them for a fiver. And you you know you're probably buying rubbish, but you don't mind because you go over the heaving plastic yeah. bag. It's okay. No, I true. Set, do, you, do you remember that people in the um, music retail industry used to talk about 50 quid guy? Do you remember that? 50 quid guy 50 um, quid guy would go into town on a saturday morning and we'd go and spend and 50 quid on records he, yeah in hmv well you know he might buy a dvd a couple of cds and a thing and like he'd pick up a cd and think oh, that's all i'm buying and then he'd go oh let's uh you know it's, it's only 12 quid and he would end up predictably by spending about 50 quid so the the job was for the record shop was to kind of create the products that would fit into 50 quid guys plastic bag you know um and I think I'm like that in a in a in a record shop. I'm probably going to end up buying three or four. Probably. Yeah. Well, I, I have bought so, in... so my turntable is bust at the moment. It's got some weird intermittent fault, and it goes round and fits and starts, which is no good for the music. Still buy the yeah. records, then. No, What's well, I've got. I, so I went to in recent times. So I I had this wonderful find. So I was in Leeds at the weekend. So so I went to Crash Records, which is a great sort of indie alternative um, record shop with with new records in it and and new you know um, and newly pressed records in it. And then in the basement, there's a separate record shop um, called Wall of Sound. And oh, it was just packed to the rafters with stuff. And I found this record. I wasn't, you know, I'm, I'm not a collector, but I'm just looking for stuff that I think, oh, I'd like to listen to that. And um, I found a double album by um, a record live recording of Bob Dylan with the band in 1974. Mm, yes, so playing some of his that, best yeah. songs and best. And the band, I love the, I love the band, and just and Levin Helms drumming is just awesome, and just, just, it's good, you know. It's Dylan at his best, and and the band are a great, were a great band, you know. They just played well. So, um, whereas I did see Dylan in twenty ten, I think at the Hot Farm Festival down the road from me in Kent, um, and oh, you know, oh, it just wasn't really great, you know. It the the it was just not, not um. 
not a shadow of his former self, I think. And um, whereas, you know, I think Neil Young still still cuts it live, although I haven't seen him since since 2009 at Glastonbury, in fairness. So um, anyway, um, that was a good one. I also got a secondhand copy of the Primitives album, Lovely, um, which is a lovely album. I like the, 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 the guitar sound. Um, and Richard Newbold's a big fan. Nice sound. Oh, that was a nice sound you just made there as well, Ed, the, the opening of a can of mm. something. Um, it's a great sound, isn't it? It's a great sound. Um, but, um, but I just want a big shout out to Matt in the Hat in Discovery Records, Discovery Music in Barnstable, um, which is the capital of North Devon. Um, and um, just on a side street, mild, he's not on the main thoroughfare, and he's... Ah, oh, I was down there again last week when I visited Mother and um, got some some funky stuff, some sort of jazz soul funk that he was playing on. I don't know what it's called. Um, yeah, just good stuff. And um, picked up a copy of uh, Tonight's the Night by Neil Young, which is probably the most awkward listening, but probably my favourite Neil Young album. Um, and good stories behind it. So, yes, all good. Record shops, lovely. Enjoying that. Um the other things that mentioned in the, in our Twitter conversation yesterday about the show that came out was you wanted to talk about chickpeas and yes. the Mary Rose was also mentioned. The Mary Rose. The chickpeas and Mary Rose, not necessarily in the same segment. No. Um, chickpeas. chickpeas. Well, I mean, what is there to say about chickpeas? It turns out there is a huge love for the chickpea in the uh, British population. So I put up... Um, I put up a picture of some beans. There was Borlotti. There was Cannellini. There was, what, can't remember, Haricot perhaps. And there was a thing of chickpeas. And I said, you know, you can choose only one. What I was doing there, I was poking fun. I wasn't really seriously suggesting that people should choose only one, you know. Yeah. I was just laughing at the people who, who make hay with, with these nonsense. But as it happens, people wanted to jump on board and say which one they would choose. And it was overwhelmingly in favour of the chickpea from the um from the selection provided i'm i'm a fan of a chickpea it's very it's it's a very sort of um... next person but i was astonished the way i didn't do it as a poll but had i done as a poll i think it would have been 75 percent chickpea over i mean the ball is surely one of the great beans isn't it i think i think you're right Great. Yeah, what I th- also surprised me was the number of people who came out and said it's a travesty that I hadn't offered them the butter bean. Well, I like the butter bean is I would I would say butter beans. I like butter beans. Butter beans are good. Lots of flavour. Whereas chickpea does not have a lot of flavour. It's got great texture. That's the it's thing about carrier. the chickpea. It's a carrier, isn't it? You put, you it's make a carrier. It, it's it's a carrier. It's got great. Yeah. Is it? And also I like I like um there's a Turkish and Middle Eastern restaurant called Sofra. There's a few there used to be a few of them around London. I don't know if it's still there. I used to eat in it quite a lot in the in mid early nineties, mid nineties, um, late nineties probably and more actually. Um uh Sofra and a Turkish Middle near Covent Garden. And they a lot of chickpeas in that sort of chickpea salad, you know, with you got the tomato and the cucumber and the coriander and the lemon juice and a little bit of red onion. Tons well, of olive are, oil and chickpeas in anyway, there. There you go. Like the chickpea. Love for the chickpea. But the bit that, that piques my interest uh, was the claim that isn't chickpeas, the correct yeah. plural would be chicks pea. Uh, the example we're taking from here is that we wouldn't say uh, court marshals, we'd say courts marshal. Now, I don't know if that's right or wrong, but I liked it a lot and I'm inclined to carry on saying it. Chicks 
chickpea. Chickpea, not chickpeas. So you know, it's the pea is the you know the the root noun, isn't it? And then the chick bit tells us which pea. So I think they're wrong. I think the court's marshal. It's the court that's the thing, and it's a marshal court, not some other court. Am I right? I've, I'm I've, 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 it's too late. I'm too, it's that. too late to think anyway, about it. <laughs> when you try and make a light, I, I think <laughs> look, I, you know these who remembers posts, which have become an absolute yeah. blight on the Twitter picture yes. of something. Somebody says who remembers, and then people go, "Oh, I had that." Yes, of course you did. We all had it. You know, we all had that. You know, a view master or a pull along telephone. You know, nothing clever to be said there. Um, <laughs> So I thought I was being quite clever here because I put up a bit a picture of you David put a picture Tennant, of David Tennant, yeah, looking like he was remembering something, and I said, "Who remembers?" It is here is Doctor Who it was remembering a caption. something. It was a caption, Who, very good. It's a caption. Who remembers? Yeah. yeah. What do I get from that? I mean, that was tumbleweed, wasn't it? And then people go, "Oh yeah, he was my favourite." Guys, come on. <laughs> My best thing one, is, Ed, I, I didn't you're too this. clever. You're too clever. Who remembers? <laughs> thumbs. <laughs> I remember thumbs. <laughs> the other thing anyway. that came up, well, I don't know how it came up, but I don't know, maybe I just, did I retweet it or did you retweet it about um, <laughs> the Mary Rose themselves, the, the organisation in Portsmouth retweeted it. It was, it was yesterday, 40 years ago, it was pulled out of the Solent or whatever. It was. And, and I remember. I remember, I remember. watching it on the telly at school. I, re- I didn't. You watched it at school. Did you really watch it at school or did you watch it we after had the school? telly on in the classroom and I was, you know, we were getting on with all our, you know, project Algebra. learning or group work <laughs> or whatever we used to do back in the day, you know. You were, you were solving sure simultaneous was... equations. Yeah, probably. By, by that age, Ed. By discovery. That's what it was. Us. They just showed us simultaneous equations. You, you we did. just, just, we, we, like, we get together them. in a group That's and have a committee and work out how to work it out and then report back to the teacher or whatever it was. Anyway, I just remember it being that. And it was like, this is going to be the most exciting thing that's ever happened. The Mary Bloody Rose is going to arise from the sea like Venus from the waves. It's going to be astonishing. And it just it took all day, didn't it? It yeah, and it, it wasn't was, that I, exciting when I it was, happened. You know? I, I was not that. I have to. I, I went back, so I, you know there wasn't much choice on TV then, and it was big. It was big news. It was big news. This 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 bun, this this semi rotten um, salt brine preserved um, mm. sort of sea salt preserved bit of rotten ship being pulled up delicately in this huge great yellow cage. Um, yeah, and cradle. Yeah, yeah, a very big cradle, and it was it was so it was a big, big, big news item, and it was quite a big deal. I remember watching it and and talking about it at school and talking about it at home, and we had um, a family, a relative who came from Portsmouth, who used to come and visit us, and she's long gone now, and and so I, and I had the Portsmouth link and was sent. I remember being given, you know, sort of Mary Rose paraphernalia and stuff, and. Um, but I did go back and see it in Portsmouth. I think it was a school trip, actually. I think when I was at school in Dorset, boarding school in Dorset, I think we went to see it when it was being sprayed with water, you know, just being, um, mm-hmm. you know, it was a long, long process. I think it's now sort of fully restored, isn't it, and, and put back together. Is that is that right never, or not? I have never seen it, and it looks like it would be amazing in the museum, and I would love to go and see it. 
But on that day in 19-whatever-it-was... 82. It was not as thrilling as they made out it was going to be. No. And, and, so we could and do a remin- thing about what did you see on the telly in at school, because I was the, literally the only other thing I remember <laughs> watching on telly at school was Thatcher's inauguration. Or whatever well, I, we have. For I don't remember years. that. That was 1979, which which I was obviously about seven or six and a half. Mm. Was it May or was it I November? Mrs. Thompson, who I think in retrospect was not a big Thatcher fan, saying, oh, well, you know, yeah, maybe we will leave the TV on because after all, it is a historic moment. It was a historic moment, first, first you know, female prime minister. And My, I guess we yeah. didn't know then, did we? We didn't know then what we, we know didn't now. Know. So I remember we didn't watching it sort of half-heartedly, thinking one should. So, But yeah, whatever... Man, I- Whatever your politics, and, and and I'm no fan of what Thatcher did to this country at all, but we have to acknowledge that, you know, as awful as she was in many, many ways, she, she was a far better far better prime minister than our last two oh, conservative right, prime ministers, our current and previous. You know, she really, really was, was quite a step above those guys. Um, <laughs> so- you wait, you wait, uh, you wait two decades for the worst prime minister in the in the history of the country, and then three come along at once. Amazing, I know, I know. amazing. Of uh, four, maybe even. Um, and um, so, but linking to to Thatcher and school, I my recommend recollection is it was the nineteen eighty seven election with the with the light bulb, wasn't it? The the Neil Kinnock on the cover of the Sun, um, mm-hmm. with the last person. Turn the lights out with a picture of Neil Kinnock's head in, yeah. in the sun, and that—that's what was had a significant impact on the on the outcome of the nineteen eighty seven election. Whether um, it it won it for Maggie, I don't know, but um, from Mr. Thatcher. Um, but I remember my English teacher at school in nineteen eighty seven. He was a massive Thatcher fan. You know, I was boarding private school not all people who work in private schools are tories i'd just like to clarify i know we should be and we're not as principled <laughs> as we should be but we're not um and um anyway blah 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 but um uh but we put a picture we put that picture of of, of um uh neil kinnock um a picture of neil kinnock above his blackboard um in in and he couldn't reach it he was quite a short man and he came in and it just induced it really literally did induce a full-on board bus board duster pelting rage he just was <laughs> red-faced and he's like who put that picture of that man up above my blackboard and he picked up the board duster and just flung it across the room i mean he would have you know if that happened now i think he'd have been fired but um there we go um he was an angry man um and he loved maggie and he hated kinnock um there we go we haven't got back to talking about anything education in this half of the show this this third of the show but we did talk about a lot in the first half ed um well, we, and we i think we certainly talked didn't we that's we the did. main thing that's what that's what people were hoping we were going to do and we did yeah so, we've yeah, done it well i think i think maybe we should um although it's quite nice um kind of winging it and that's part of our charm i know i i wonder whether we we should talk about what would you cut from the primary curriculum and what would you put in next week and what would i cut from the science curriculum and what would i put in you know you've got to cut more than you put in from the whole primary curriculum don't do not have to answer it now let's do let's get to it next week we have that for next week shall we well, that could be part of the show next week. That could be our focus. Um, but that doesn't mean we have to talk about it for more than 10 minutes. We can talk about... 
got something else. About that. <laughs> what? <laughs> you know the... <laughs> I'm not going to do it. It's too rude. A very, very, <laughs> very, very rude joke. Never mind. I won't tell it. It's okay. Everybody on the Teacher Talk Radio can can relax because I won't tell the naughty joke. I will sing a song, though. Go on, then. A song? Because. Oh, so grabs guitar. Hasn't played it for a week. Wonder if it's still in tune. Here we go. You got perfect pitch, haven't you, Toby? Is this sounding all right? <laughs> I've got perfect pitch. I have got perfect pitch, Ed. Yes. Off school, they'll have lovely pitches, I expect. Oh uh, yes, like like a, a joke, like a see, billiard a table, like a billiard table. So you know this one from the album. I think this one's off "Humming by the Flowered Vine." Well, whiskey makes you sweeter than you are. If I'd quit drinking sooner, I'm sure I wouldn't have gone that far. Now the haze has lifted, I can see. The whiskey makes you sweeter than you could ever really be. Well, I started slow and steady. I went from cola to a beer. I made a resolution. From the liquor I'd steer clear When I saw you there Something inside of me Switched off And when I switched To, to the, the whiskey, whiskey That I was gone Chorus because the whiskey, the whiskey makes you sweeter than you, than are. you are. If I'd quit drinking sooner, then I wouldn't have gone that far. Now the haze is lifted, I can see. That the whiskey makes you sweeter than you could ever really be. Lovely song. Didn't sing it very well, but it's a nice song. Well, I I certainly didn't sing it very well. I joined in. I I got the lyrics up. So I heard you. I heard you trying. I didn't say anything. No. Sorry. Um, anyway, gorgeous. Gorgeous. that's it. Gorgeous. Um, Ed, I thank you for staying awake. Um, it's lovely to chat to you um, and put the world to rights a little bit. Um, we've covered quite a lot of ground tonight. A lot of it nonsense, but a lot of it important too. So um, thanks for listening, those of you who stuck with us. And um, join us next week where we might dig a bit more into the overpacked curriculum um, and have a bit of thought about it just beforehand. Although we'll we'll have a busy week, I'm sure. Um, although I'll be on half term, won't I? So, <laughs> I, I, but I, I've got a lot to do in half term. A bit of inspection readiness, I think. Um, so Ooh. I've got a bit of work to do. Um, 
anyway there we are um take care people um and thanks for listening or listening back and we will be back with you next week bye bye right bye bye all sleep well you've been listening to teachers talk radio tune in live and listen back at ttradio.org we look forward to hearing from you next time on Teachers Talk Radio.